Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. In Africa's 1.3 billion population, close to a billion people depend on charcoal, firewood, and kerosene to cook every day. Aside the fact that the prices of these cooking fuels continue to increase, they have a lot of negative economic, health, and environmental effects, to mention a few. The tons of toxic smoke from these cooking fuels kills more than half a million Africans every year, and efforts to bring modern energy access to all, which is electricity and clean fuels, are too slow for the population growth. The impacts of the use of these foes are particularly severe for women and girls who are typically responsible for cooking in most households. Now, a growing alternative to charcoal, firewood, and kerosene is the LPG cooking gas obtained from refining natural gas. But have you heard how much it costs now? Like, really, have you heard how much cooking gas costs now? An arm and a leg, if you ask me, which most households cannot afford. Now, aside the increasing cost, experts say that it still isn't the best solution for a cleaner and safe cooking. Now, records shows that there is a growing body of knowledge and experience about how best to achieve a shift to cleaner and safer cooking fuels and stoves. Numerous cook stoves inventions across sub-Saharan Africa are beginning to reach scale with benefits to household health, livelihoods, environment, and economies. Now, climate was a major issue on the lips and on the dailies across the world in 2021. And while it is important to discuss how to stem the tide of emissions by the big factories, what is most important to African households is how to survive every day with cleaner, affordable, and safe cooking energy sources. So with increased economic health and environmental risk involved, how can we cook with clean energy in 2021? Is it even possible? <laughs> We'd like to have your opinion. You could text or send a voice note via WhatsApp on 0913-558-1766. But we have an expert in-house. Our guest won an award at the recently held 2021 United Nations Climate Change Conference, popularly known as COP26, which was jointly presented by the Genderless Initiative for Switzerland and the UNDP for its power stove energy, now specifically for ideas that advance gender equality and the empowerment of women. Now, power stove energy, which is the first clean cook stove with patented built-in self-powered IoT system, designs, manufactures, and distributes a low-cost, smokeless, clean cook stove that can generate electricity for the household. Okay, SA has joined the discussion today to discuss the clean energy cooking trend of 2021, of which is power stove innovation is a major part of. Let's welcome, okay, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, it's such an honor to have you. Good to be here. Yes, it's good to have you. Let's start with congratulations on your most recent award at the COP26. It's a global recognition for the work that you and the startup has been doing. How do you feel about it? 
I feel humbled. Every award makes me to know that what we are doing, we're on the right track and uh, it's gaining visibility. So it's a pat on the back to tell us, okay, what you are doing, keep doing it and keep saving lives and making the environment better. Mm, very interesting. Now, how clean should clean energy be for cooking? It needs to be very clean. Um, but most times we try to forget that when we are talking about clean energy, we also need to talk about safety. I listened to what you said earlier that uh, we also need to factor in safety of the user. And most companies tend to forget that uh, the user's safety needs to be optimal priority. Okay. Yeah. What trends in clean energy for cooking did you notice in 2021? I mean, if we want to look at other years, okay, in comparison to probably 2020 or even during the early 2000s, okay, yes. and um, looking at it now in 2021, uh, okay, can you say we have done more to ensure that more people cook with clean energy? We've not done more because we are still uh, having the challenges of uh, the COVID affecting more families, especially the low and poor income households. The gains that we've recorded pre-COVID has been affected by the impact of COVID. So I can say more families are even going deeper into the energy poverty that are experiencing in sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. Now, this is a very, very important issue, energy poverty. A lot of people do not have access to energy that they can use for whatever they need on a daily basis. And not to talk of the clean energy, you know, the sources that they can actually use every day. Exactly. But you're contributing a whole lot to making this a lot more easier and making life and energy source a lot more readily accessible to a lot of people in Nigeria. Tell us about how you're contributing to ensure that more people in Africa can cook with clean energy. All right. We are taking it from a different angle because we believe that the more we give priorities to household connecting to electricity, more priorities should also be given to clean cooking stoves. So we are taking it from the angle that, okay, a family deserves to have a clean cook stove and also a clean electricity. So we combine these two problems into a single solution. That's power stove. It allows them to cook efficiently without smoke and also charge their mobile phones and also have electricity in their homes. Then why we're also different is that we are making sure that none of our stoves is going to use coal or firewood. So our stoves are going to use renewable sources like the bio pellets. Bio pellets are made from the waste, the crop waste that farmers live in on the farms. So we are giving them secondary incomes. So that's how we are tackling our own energy problem in our communities, allowing them to have access to these clean energies for cooking and for electricity through renewable sources for fuel. Now, there's this IoT thing that um, is attached to the power stove. Now, can you tell us a bit about how it works and a bit about the technology that's at play in the power stove? Okay. Well, over time, we, we discovered that, okay, for these families who have adopted a clean cook stove, they're actually making our environment safer. And they're the ones that are feeling the impact, the negative impact of the climate, the flooding that's happening in the community, they're the most affected. So whenever the climate changes, the poor and the low income are the badly affected. So what, what we now say to ourselves is, okay, let's find a way to incentivize these families to be sure that, to tell them, okay, what you are doing, we're actually recognizing it. And the only way we can do this is to be able to use technology 
to know when the stove is switched on, to know how long the stove is in use, to know what quantity of pellets that have been used and what trees have been saved, what greenhouse gas emissions have been mitigated. These things cannot be done with, uh, with a guesswork. It needs to be sure with a lot of accuracy. That's how we brought IoT into it. So the IoT allows us to be able to mine these data as the stoves are in use. Then we also have geolocation. So we can actually pinpoint the actual household that are actually saving the, um, the trees and also making the environment greener. So that's what the IoT is giving us. It's giving us a lot of data to be able to be more accurate in order to reward users who are making the world safer. And how does the reward system works for the users? What we smartly did was we had to connect this data to carbon finance organizations. So for companies who are large carbon footprint companies who are polluting the environment, like the airlines and the oil companies and the big tech companies, they are also looking for how to compensate for their pollution, which is what they call carbon offsetting. So we are now giving them this data to tell them, okay, apart from trying to offset your data, you're also having a lot of positive social impact when you buy our carbon credit. So the IoT gives us verifiable, actionable data within the carbon credit industry for us to be able to sell it in a transparent manner and also get these funds and make sure that it gets to the users. Nice. Uh, one thing that has been on my mind that okay is, let's look at your story. The reason behind the entire invention. I mean, I mean, some of them might just be thinking that what made okay just sit down one day and say, okay, I want to invent <laughs> You get that. I want to invent yeah. This is the next thing I want to do in my life, all right? So, okay, what exactly is the story behind the entire invention? Okay, uh, the, the story is kind of, uh, is a mixed mix feeling. I did what they call the secondary school or my secondary school in the village. So that gives you an opportunity to spend close to 10 years of my life in the village. And within this period, we only were exposed to firewood. That firewood was the only cooking source. And because I was young, looking for firewood was kind of a way for us to have our time to play in the fields and in the forest. So it was kind of fun. But as I started getting older, the trees started disappearing. So to get the firewood became strenuous, became something of life-threatening for women and girls because some of them get beaten, raped, and all sorts of ill, Ill actions on them. So I started to think, okay, no, things shouldn't be this way. And while I was thinking it, uh, my mom was diagnosed with a health problem, which they said is linked to long exposure to firewood. So that, that struck me and I said, okay, I need to find a way to do something about it. So I now to look into inwards using my physics experience. I, I'm a graduate of physics electronics. So I, I looked into how I can use physics to improve the efficiency of the flames to make sure that there is no more toxic fumes of what they call the indoor air pollution, which affects women. And uh, we, we did it, then we succeeded with what we call the MVP. And we, we allow people to look at it, you know, give us our feedback. So we got feedback, then we improved on it, and that's how Power Store became a, a commercial product. Amazing, amazing. I love your story. <laughs> I will still come to the part of you saying that uh, health, it's it's going to affect the health of most women that keep on using firewood. Because some will not agree with you. They will tell you that the jollof fries that I use firewood to cook is sweeter than <laughs> <laughs> do you agree? Do you agree with this? Okay, do you agree with this? Yeah, I I agree uh, so much that uh, 
When you use firewood to cook the jollof rice, it gives it a very sumptuous uh, taste. And just to also add to that, that was one of the reasons why we created our biopillet to still give you that taste without smoke. So you can still have your party jollof rice, which is signature to Nigerian cuisines, and also without smoke. So that was one of the things we've achieved with our product. Amazing, amazing. All right, now we know that cooking is um, majorly done by women and girls. I mean, they are the ones that bear the direct consequences of uh, when we use this type of energy to cook. You mentioned smoke just now. Many of them affect their exactly. skin their skin color you see that over time when they begin to when they expose themselves so much to firewood their skin color begins to change and i mean women and girls are really passionate about their skin all right now what will it take to increase access to clean cooking energy in africa uh, especially for the women and girls that are involved okay i think what, what we need to do is to to see this problem as as an economic solution not as a donor related solution. Because when we keep seeing it as it is going to be something we need to offer help, then the people you want to help will not appreciate it. Let me give you an example. In most communities in Africa, when you come and donate a hundred dollar worth of stove to those communities, I can bet you if you come back in the next six weeks, 20% of them will only have that stove. 80% must have sold it. Because the mindset of the people you want to help is very important. The mindset is that when you donate stuff to them, it comes free. It comes as an aid. Their mindset is that you've collected like $1,000 and you're giving them $100. So they don't appreciate it. So we need to change our mindset of how we solve this problem. So you only solve it by entrepreneurship. Allow them to pay for it. So that's what we are doing. We allow them, once they pay even a cent on the stove, they value it. It becomes a cherished asset in their home. They don't allow rain to beat it. They don't allow sun to shine on it. They don't allow it to sleep in, in that side of a night. So what we did was, because we understood that, okay, their purchasing power is quite low. It's not encouraging. No problem. We created what we call a consumer finance, we call savings to own, and also pay as you cook. So savings to own allow them to save in, all, in, in, the other, in any way you, you want to save. You can save a cent today. You can save a dollar tomorrow. No problem. So when you save, 60% of the stove cost. So it's train us to them. They look forward to that when they will save 60%. We give them the stove. Now, when they start using the stove, our bio pellet costs 80% than any other cooking sources, be it LPG, be it charcoal, be it firewood. So they are saving money from the cooking fuel. So the money they save, they can use it to offset the balance of the 40% of the stove. And this is, this is what we've seen. And they started believing in the product they have and started using it because it's only when they use it, the end of pollution can be stopped, the trees can be saved, and the planet becomes greener. Mm, well said. Okay. Uh, but one question popped from my mind for what you just said, right? You mentioned that uh, you've created a plan for, for these women so they can acquire these stones. Okay. Because if I tell a random Nigerian woman right now, that, uh, rather, a Nigerian woman rather, that, oh, mom, I have this for you in replace of your LPG or in place of your firewood, she goes, hmm. Gloria, how much is it, my daughter? You understand that kind of thing? Yes, yes. <laughs> affordability and availability. Um, um, yes. Aside from the plan, how affordable is it? And where can we find them if we want to buy today? All right, okay, where can yeah. we find it? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fortunately for Power Stove, uh, we've, we've seen a massive organic growth. Uh, what I mean organic growth is that for the past three months, we've not done we've not done commercial adverts. The the spike in cooking fuel have created huge opportunity for us to to tap in. So people go online. You know, uh, for families that have, that are used to refilling 12.5 kg of their cylinder with 3,200 naira in January, they are now spending 9,000 naira in December. That's like 280% increase. So the families are now looking for alternatives. They are going online on their own looking for alternatives. They will now say, okay, this is a phone number. They will get a lot of calls. Seven out of 10 calls that ring, that ring means people want to buy our stove. So people are already asking for it. So um, our phone numbers, are, if you're on the Google, you see our phone numbers. Uh, people look, look out for us on their website. People look out for us on social media platforms. And they send us messages uh, they want to buy. We have more than 15 different models of stoves. We intentionally increase the, 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 the options for them to choose. So you, depending on your family size, depending on the size of your pot, depending on your, the type of cuisines you want to cook, depending on your ethnic background, we have different pots for different environments. And that is what makes us different because in a, in a large basket of choices, you can actually see a stove that meets your pocket. Interesting. You, just like men, you mentioned, you seem to have stepped in with this power stove solution just at the right time. You know, now the price of cooking gas in Nigeria and even across the continent and the world has taken the proverbial route of, you know, what goes up never comes down. Um, exactly. And also subsidies on fossil fuels seem to be disappearing. Wow, and uh, Nigeria yes. may have some. Nigeria may be in a rude shock in 2022, January or February, if what I hear, you know, actually comes um, to reality. What are your thoughts, you know, on this in relation to your solution as it relates to providing affordable energy for people to cook with? Okay, it's unfortunate what's happening in cooking gas. Um, Nigeria has you know, one of the largest gas reserves in the world. We are within the top ten. And uh, gas is a, is gotten from crude. So even though we have this crude, we have this gas that we're flaring, flaring uh, we don't process it. So we process little. We import between 40 to 60% of the demand of our gas as a nation. Sometime in 2020, we import up to 70%. Now, when you import, your currency is lower, it's devalued. So you need more Naira to import more cooking gas. So on that side alone, our cooking gas is going to keep going uh, um, higher unless our currency gets stable. Then on the international level, um, last year COVID made a lot of companies couldn't produce more. There was no more gas reserve. Then the winter was much, so a lot of gas reserve depleted. So in UK, they've seen spike in cooking gas. In Europe, Russia is not producing more. So we export from where there is scarcity. So we're also going to get a lot of shocks. Now, what the government is doing, which uh, some, some ways is commendable, is that, okay, they've removed VAT, you know, from uh, taxing the gas. But they also, there's a VAT from FRS. But also what they also did was that, okay, they're now looking at how to use policies to allow people to go to where they are flaring gas and process gas locally. So that is like a medium-term strategy. So maybe in the medium-term, maybe towards the end of next year, we can see some stability in the gas. But on the interim, 
four family needs okay, they need power stove. Power stove is there. We are valuable. We are increasing our capacity in terms of production to make sure that the demands, as it keep coming, we keep you know bridging the gap. And uh, people also there are there are also some families that they they will not use cooking gas because of the safety concerns that like you mentioned earlier. You know we've, we've had pockets of crisis. You know when uh, gas explosion etc. So there are uh, families that are already programmed to look for alternative to gas, and they they are coming to power stove. So what we are doing on our own is that we're increasing our capacity, we're improving on efficiency, we're making our cost more more friendlier and uh, allowing families to be able to save within this Christmas period and have the family meals they want to also have. Yeah, on your post on LinkedIn, you know, you talked about his smoking Christmas. <laughs> I hope... Um, yeah. <laughs> we really need that. I'm telling you, okay. No, I hope. <laughs> so, yeah. um, on, on a general note, um, yeah. clean energy for cooking, um, aside the solution you're providing, what are the yeah. challenges? Because I know your 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 inside, you understand the ins and the outs. What are the challenges facing yeah. the widespread use of clean energy for cooking here on the continent? Okay, I think the insight is that uh, is about affordability. Now, before the affordability, there is a problem of the. The, the population you want to reach out to, there need to be a paradigm shift because uh, our mind has been conditioned that um, cooking gas is a status thing. So when you're not cooking with cooking gas, you've not measured up in your community or your neighborhood. So even though the prices are spiking, opportunities are there for families to make the switch. They don't want to make the switch. They're still grown and still they look for the cooking gas alternatives. So I, th- I think uh, it's more of for us as clean energy companies to keep putting the words out there that, okay, there are alternatives that are still good, that are still what we call the Thai for um, clean energy cookstoves that actually save money for you, will not blacken your pot, uh, will, uh, will not give you uh, smoke, can also cook your food faster. Um, this education is what is lacking. And uh, one of the key problems is that uh, People who have these funds to spend are doing the advert wrongly. You know, I mentioned earlier that when we keep doing the advert that you want to donate to, like what we say in the Northeast, they not, I can tell you that 90% of the stove donated by food and agriculture organization, um, Nordic fund, uh, the Kuwait fund has been sold because wow. it, it keeps going towards the aid. When you give them a, they sell it, we'll call it the coping strategy. They sell it to buy maggi, to buy tomato, to buy what they will need, you know, to survive on today. Because the hunger is chronic. The hunger is alarming. The hunger is killing. So uh, what, what we need to understand is we need to balance between you know, trying to solve poverty issue and also trying to solve uh, um, the energy issue. This balance is what we are trying to solve with allowing them to make that payment. There are families that are endless and one dollar a day. They still make savings. We are telling them, okay, endure your savings. Save towards this stove. They cherish it because they, they went the extra mile to save to acquire it. So they, 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 the way they cannot sell their mattresses is the way they cannot sell their power stove. So that, that's, that's where we need to you know, buckle up uh, in terms of solving these energy poverty issues. Hmm. 
Now, um, let's look at the potentials for Africa. You know, you just talked about the poverty problem and the cooking um, energy problem. Yeah. What are the potentials for this solution, clean energy for Africa, when we talk about developing and scaling such solutions like yours? Okay, um, I, I, I want to feel that uh, in Africa, the market opportunity is huge. Um, last year, um, the World Bank said 44 billion uh, was spent on cooking fuel alone. And they said by 2030, this number is going to get up to 82 billion annually. That's just on cooking fuel, on charcoal, firewood, cooking gas, etc. And when you now add the cost of uh, the stoves, then you are getting up to 150 billion that is spent. So the, the opportunities are there. So companies need to understand that the potentials are there. So we need to follow it through um, an economic business um, side to solve this problem, not a social donor side to it. Now, so let's, what are your, your own plans towards continental and global expansion? Because you have just, you know, reeled out to us the very, very many potentials of developing and scaling these kind of solutions. Yeah, uh, for us, for 2020 is an opportunity for us to, to go Pan-African. Uh, we are doing 50,000 for Cameroon. We are doing 50,000 for Zimbabwe. We also have uh, a, a supply contract of uh, $7.1 for Finland for three years. So we are receiving a lot of interest from uh, um, government establishments, organizations who want joint venture, who want franchise across Africa. And the rural communities in Congo are cut off from the grid. So there, there's a lot of potentials for us. Amazing. This is what we see in 2022 for us. is about to wrap up. Christmas is in a few days. Okay, tell us, how are you celebrating the season? <laughs> Definitely. Is, uh, uh, with my family, of course. Uh, we are going to have uh, uh, a great time. With our, our power stove as well, and uh, celebrating with our friends and family. Yeah, the expectations for the new year is that uh, we see much companies uh, adapting to um, carbon credit from the cook stoves um, because uh, it has a social undertone. So when you buy a carbon credit from cook stoves, uh, it trickles down to the community. You can see community being engaged with. Uh, um, something like uh, a borehole, schools being renovated, um, grinding machine for the agro-processing centers, and also the families getting something. So um, they are they're understanding this, this impact. So we see a lot, we're going to see a lot of companies uh, looking for carbon credit from the cook stoves. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. All right, thank Fair. you. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.